Brooklyn sounds like. Sitting with Jan Luca, where I talk to musicians about cool things. Uh, that is every Wednesday at 6 p.m. And I am filling in for Dr. Lisa right now. So I will be Dr. Lisa till 3 p.m. And believe me when I say from the bottom of my heart that I really do give a shit. Really, I do. So sitting with me today is going to be Emily Fremgen, uh, singer songwriter. Uh, got some uh, new music on its way. Uh, she's uh, got some old music too. So we're going to be talking. But before I put Emily on mic and uh, we get into this, um, I'm going to play uh, Emily doing uh, one of her songs called Beautiful Day. was Emily Fremgen uh, here at Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit and Radio Free Brooklyn. And uh, I'm not sure that that was meant to end like that, was no, it, No, it wasn't. And also, that was a cover of a f- um, song by my friend Turner Cody, and it's just for a covers album. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, who is... It didn't end. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, actually, you're holding a guitar. Do you want to sing the ending? <laughs> um, Shall I throw 
throw you straight into the deep end, or you want to do that sure. later? I just, <laughs> that's probably um, here. Uh, myself, uh, people that have listened to me know this that I'm very smooth with technology. And, um, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and also, I do. <laughs> thank you very much. And also, you know, if I'm too smooth, everyone will think this is pre-recorded. I know. Uh, and and I, don't want, I want people yeah. to know that it's live. That's so. why they tune in, because they never know what you're going to do. <laughs> they never know what I'm going to do. Sadly, neither do I. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, tell 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 us about that song. Um, yeah, I'm, I met... Ter- it keeps cutting out on my end, but maybe it's not on yours. No, it's coming through. Okay. I met Turner Cody about a year ago. Um at a, a show I played, and I was just blown away by his songs, and um, I um, got asked to play on this compilation of covers, and I did that, and a lot of other great people are on it, and we're doing um, we're doing it live at Pete's Candy Store on June 15th, um, and he's playing, and some other cool people, and I'm going to play that song there. Oh, June 15th? Yeah, but, um, yeah. Oh, very nice. Who else mm-hmm. is going to be on the bill? Um, Jason Trachtenberg, uh, my friend Angela, who's um, called Little Cobweb. Um, what's this guy? This guy who put it together, his um, um, project is called Whip, I think. Oh. I'm excited to see him. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. And there's a lot of really cool people on the compilation. I'm not sure who's all going to be there, but and Pete's is a great spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, fun. One of the great roots music venues. They used to do uh, the Brooklyn Bluegrass Festival there oh, a they? number of years yeah. ago. I don't know where they do it now. Yeah. But um, so, when when did you start writing? Um. Oh gosh. I mean, I've kind of always written songs. Um, but I start. I decided I wanted to be a songwriter um, when I was uh, fifteen. Okay. Were you writing before? Were you a journaler? Um, yeah, I always wrote little songs. Um, I wanted to be an actor. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I always wrote stuff. I always, um, would, uh, like, write plays and make all my friends be in them when I was a little kid. Oh. I've always been very bossy and, um, (laughs) wanted to make things. Um, but it's only, I feel like only in the past, like, year or two that I'm actually, like, um, able to, um, make and good things. Yeah. Well, well this actually being, being Dr. Lisa gives a shit and mm-hmm. kind of a therapy show, we right. should do some, we should do some inner child regression, actually. Yes, that's always fun. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> because, no, I'm stuck on, uh, uh, you used to write plays and make your friends act in them. Yeah. What age? What age? Tell me. Tell us. I feel like I was always doing that. I don't remember okay. any age when I wasn't doing that. Oh, really? I like, was always a, very bossy and you know, like, you do this, you do this, you go here, okay. and um, making up songs and stuff like that. What were the plays about? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Cats or something. <laughs> Cats and yes. Who knows what I was thinking. I, mean, I don't know what a, what a nine-year-old would write mm-hmm. plays about. It was uh, mostly things about cats. And, um, okay. Were your parents actors or what? Um, my dad um, is, yeah, an actor and writer and... All that. Um, and um, my mom's a painter, and um, they met in a band. They were like 20 when I was born. Oh. Um, so my dad wasn't uh, really in my life. Okay. Um, but I know him, but um, it was mostly my mom. 
Um, so I was, but yeah, I was surrounded by performers, and I just yeah. um, was born needing to be in the spotlight. So would we know who your dad is? Um, would we have seen him in anything? No. Okay. He was on an episode of Burn Notice playing a uh-huh. rapist. Yeah, I've um, seen nothing, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know yeah. if he was even <laughs> on the side of Busters. Yeah, but. he was one of the original writers for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. Oh, no, that's a big thing. Um, but yeah. now he's a, he's a writer in L.A. Ah, mm-hmm. okay, the great land of Lala. Yes. <laughs> great in quotation. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a, a fan of Absent Fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I think they <laughs> get a bad rap. I, I think... I, <laughs> I think I think you know what? If you're not good at this job, mm-hmm. step out of the way. Sure. Leave it to someone who really loves doing it and is good at it. So. Sure. I just um, I mean, I'm glad I know. It's just very confusing having him be around every now and then and gone sometimes, and to not feel like it was something I did. Yeah. Um, you know, he has his point of view on everything, but um, that it probably would have been better to just not know who he was, even though he's amazing. And then. Yeah. I'm glad I know him, but um, <laughs> probably if, if if I were him, I I would just either be all in it or all out of it. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Nobody knows how to do yeah, this yeah. stuff. Well, well, uh, you know, there's all these songs about absent fathers mm-hmm. that are really uncomplimentary, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't think they should be uncomplimentary because I always figured it's better to be neglected mm-hmm. than abused. <laughs> I'm not That's saying you're wrong. Yeah, there you go. So I'm not suggesting your father mm-hmm. would have been abusive, mm-hmm. but uh, or anyone's father. I mean, would he have probably been just like looking at my little face. He's like, oh, yeah. I just want to punch that. Person. I'm gonna go disappear for four years so I don't punch this little baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I not, suge- I'm not suggesting that about your father. No, I'm, I'm very punchable. <laughs> you are not that. That's a new, that, that, I, we're gonna start with an argument. Okay. But, uh, we're fighting now. <laughs> And then you'll punch me, and I'll start yeah. crying, and it'll all oh, get very geez. messy. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the thing is I'm not good. Uh, I'm not, I don't cry much, and I'm oh. doing some acting now, and I'm not able to access the crying very well oh. um, because I think because my mom is very emotional. And oh. I've been realizing that that was my reaction to that was to become kind of stoic. Oh, yeah. Oh, stoicism. Yeah, right. stoicism. So I'm kind of reserved with my emotions and a lot of my relationships. And so, the crying part, because oh, you're going oh, to do a movie, right? Yes, I'm I'm in a movie. Oh, go on. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Just um, like Dad, uh, just like Pa. <laughs> uh, what's the father word? <laughs> what's the father word for Oedipus? Oh, yes. For what? The father word for what? Oedipus, right, is mother complex oh, for sons, and, yeah, and if yeah. you're doing we'll follow your father's footsteps, oh, what's, okay. the, what's the male version of that? Ooh, Daddy just, issues. Da- yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to expose myself as not being a real therapist. That would be normal, <laughs> wouldn't it? And I'm not a real doctor. Wait a minute, I'm not what? A real doctor. You're not? I, okay. I, I'm a doctor of philosophy, damn it. Oh. Not really, but okay. uh, anyway, sorry. So, acting, yeah, so you're, following, mm-hmm. so you're acting like dad, and... Um, uh, so what is the thing? What is it? So I got randomly a email on Bandcamp, oh. through, which I wouldn't have checked that. I just uh, it came into my email, and I ex- like I actually looked at some of my emails one day, um, and this um, guy said that a mutual friend of ours uh, recommended me for this role, um, 
and it's a, it's a leading role, and she's a singer songwriter in a full length movie film. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I went and met with. The, I really like the character, and it's um, the vibe is like is like improvised vibe, and it's black and white, and it's kind of exploring. Um, uh, how do I explain this? It's exploring kind of like the the dynamic of when you're creatively involved with somebody and romantically involved with somebody and, like, how messy it can get. And, oh, yeah. Um, this filmmaker's name is Cody Clark, and he has a bunch of cool stuff, and I've been really enjoying it. Do you know when it's out? Uh, how much information do you know that you can save? Is there a title? Is there a release date? Yes, a that's a good question. Yeah. Um, the title's Strummer, and it's the sequel. He has a movie called Shredder, which is um, on Amazon Prime. They made that back in 2011, so this is going to be pretty different. Okay. Um, and uh, the re- it's going to be released in 2020, so, but um, it's moving pretty fast. Like, wow. We had our first shooting day yesterday, and we shot a lot, a good chunk of it, so oh. I'm excited about it. And you think it'll be on Amazon Prime? Is it will be, yeah, <gasps> Amazon Prime. He wow. has seven movies on He's He's wow. super productive, and he just kind of turns them out. But So, so... <laughs> So this could be dangerous for you to ever go to LA because, or anywhere, or mm-hmm. because because I'll so get actors, swamped by the paparazzi. Guess what? First of all, you'll get swamped by the paparazzi. Can't go anywhere. You absolutely will not be able to go mm-hmm. anywhere. They will just be climbing yeah. through your windows and hiding all uh, under your limousines. Well, like, yeah. They'll be trying to bribe your gardener and your chauffeur. No, I just do not go to LA because. <laughs> but but also, I just think it's really funny that that. You know, I mean, actors cut off their the mm-hmm. body parts just to have a <laughs> shot at being... I know, and I'm getting <laughs> offered. And the funny thing is, too, I was just in um, a musical, too. These yeah. are the two acting things okay. I've done. Um, I, and I was just offered that role, too. It was, um, J- uh, you know, Jason Trachtenberg? I'm not sure, yeah. yeah. I don't think um, so. He had Trachtenberg Family Slideshow back in the day, and there were... Oh, yes, I know you yeah. talking so I was just in, hit, co-starred with him in his musical about Lee Harvey Oswald's secret girlfriend, uh-huh. who was me. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have more dates. Um, <laughs> we just recorded the soundtrack, too. It's really great. Yeah, I was just offered these two roles. It's fucking crazy, like, freaking crazy. <laughs> um, uh, yes, and you, what, you weren't even looking for them. Someone no. just literally tapped you on the shoulder. Literally. And, and gave you the break that every jobbing actor has no. been uh, the, dying to do. So I guess that's the way to do it, because I, I did want to be an actor yeah. when I was younger, and then I gave up, and then I got offered stuff, yeah. so, so well, I well, just give up on everything. Do you know, I actually had a, an acting break, too, yeah? in my acting career. I was actually, believe it or not, on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh. I was, well, I was second row from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh, ka-chum. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, so yeah. So did you acting? Perf- well, we should play some music, right? Should we play sure. some music? And, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, how, yeah, it's entirely up to you. Do you want to play something on guitar? Do you want us to play something? Uh, well, I'll play anyway. something on guitar. I'm holding this thing. Um, <laughs> I have a. I just. I just finished a song this morning. I don't know if I'll remember it, but I thought okay. that would be kind of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, challenge! Yes. Yeah, it is a challenge. I will probably forget. That's all right. But if I forget, I'll play something I know. It doesn't matter. Is that okay? Nothing matters. <laughs> Can you hear so, a guitar? Let's see. Yeah. 
This is how we do it on live radio. Where right. I'm going to move around the desk and adjust the mics. Oh, okay. Come on, okay. No, do you want right. me to adjust it? Oh, you can move back there. Ah, <laughs> I have arms. Look at that. Oh, yes. You see, Emily is not only <laughs> a singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. actor, and writer, but also the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Virgo. <laughs> Let's try that. Let's see. Let's see if we can get anything. Yeah. All right. This thing is on this thing. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'll put it under this thing. I got it. I got it. Moving cables around. This is engineering. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a girl. Finest. <laughs> Again, here at Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, uh, with uh, not with the Dr. Lisa who will be Dr. Lisa till 3 p.m., uh, and I would be Dr. Jan Luca. And uh, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you've just tuned in, this is Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I uh, I give a shit to thank you, Emily. That's mm-hmm. wonderful, uh, Emily Frank again. And uh, you'll be playing the 6th of 24, right? What 
what is that June? I w- yeah, I will be playing June. I have a big single release June 24th at Knitting Factory. Ah. Um, my friends Tim Corbet and Central Plains are playing, so it kicks off at 8. Cool. $10. Ah, $10. Um, I'm really proud of these. this album I'm recording with my friend Keith and um, these two singles I'm super proud of. Hey, so is that, when did you write that? Did you just write that? I just wrote wrote that this morning. I finished it to play here. I don't know if it's finished. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Do I get a co-writing credit? Uh, You know, we have to split the the royalties. (laughs) If I answer that question, we have to split the royalties. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess it's finished then, right? (laughs) Oh, so you got me. I just finished the song <laughs> no. like that, you see? Oh. <laughs> Shoot. It's on. We got it taped, too. <laughs> they always get me. No, no. Actually, uh, uh, when it's taped uh, and broadcast, I believe that is valid as proof of, uh, I almost said proof of incision, proof of <laughs> registration. Proof of, oh, really? I think. I used to hear these things hmm. that, that songwriters could mail themselves a demo right. cassette of so them singing the song, and if they didn't open it and kept the postage thing, <laughs> that would be proof that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, but it's beautiful, actually. You wrote oh. that this morning? This morning. Ooh. I had, like, the first verse a day or two ago, and I've just been on this thing where I keep writing beginnings of songs and not finishing them, and I was <laughs> like, I'm going to finish this for show. Yes, well, you're not a real songwriter if you finish. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a real songwriter. No, no, if you, f- oh, yeah, yeah, well, oh. no one's a real songwriter. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, every songwriter has mm-hmm. has hundreds of first verses I and hate maybe it, choruses. I didn't used to be like that. I used to be able to just... Oh, really? So do you think linearly? Do you start something and finish it mm-hmm. uh, the same time often? I, I usually. usually. Yeah. Uh, over the past, like, I don't know, six months or something, I have all these unfinished songs that drive me crazy. Oh, so you were inspired by something. What's inspiring mm-hmm. you? Come on, tell us. Mm, I mean, I've been, I had a breakup a year and a couple months ago, and it, oh. it's been a super productive time. Um, it's been, like, awful and great, all the things. So, you know, it's, it's many ups and downs. <laughs> but you got <laughs> some good songs out of it. Yeah, I've I, my best collection of songs. It's a, been over the past like couple years too that I was writing Ooh. this album, but um, yeah, definitely my best songs. I'd like wow. to play "Flower Weed" for you, okay. which I think is my best. Oh, fine, yeah, yeah. Whenever you want. Um, I was just gonna say, if you're getting tons of inspiration from the breakup, mm-hmm. you should contact that person, send them flowers and a thank you note. He'd be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like I mean, I broke up with him. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's always, yeah, change is always a good thing. And yeah. Having to, I was, I've had, I've been in relationships my, since I was 20, like three consecutive long-term relationships. So oh I've God. really been, had to take care of myself this year Ooh. and it's been really scary, but, um, I've, I've uh, got, gotten so much better in every way. Oh, yeah. but that's so much commitment. Can't mm. you just get a tattoo instead? <laughs> get a tattoo? <laughs> And have a boyfriend? I don't know. <laughs> no, instead what? of. Oh, instead of a yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, for the commitment. Like, oh, if you want a yeah. Commitment, why not get a but tattoo? But a tattoo won't take care of me when I'm sick. And yeah. I do laundry while I go to work. Yeah, but it won't break I don't your, think so. It won't break your heart and you'll look cool as hell. You'll look totally gangster. Okay. Well, I'll do that. <laughs> yes. What should the tattoo say? 
Oh, I don't know. Brought to you by, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any. Not a one. You neither. Oh, you neither. Wow, we're the only two people in Brooklyn with that tattoo. Yeah, and that makes us cool. That makes us cool. That makes us the real punks. We the are. Real, yeah. We're very punks. We are the real countercultural icons. We are icons. Bushwick. Absolutely. You're we right. are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you, so, how, do you often then write something and play it in front of people? I do. I do oh, you often. do? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Ooh, how quickly? Uh, <coughs> uh, have you done this often where you write, write something and play it for someone straight away? I try to. That's what open mics are good for. Yeah. You know, cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's really solidifies the song and it, and it shows you what works with the song and what doesn't. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the comedian thing of like trying out material in front of audience and then you know. Yeah. Because if you're just playing it for yourself, you don't really know if it works, I feel like. Do, have you, um, do you know the songwriter Guy Clark? Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Ah, oh, okay. So, Guy Clark, who who was, I think we can both agree, he was a great songwriter. Mm, I love that song, Let It Roll. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I was trying to learn it. Yeah. I don't remember. I, 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 can, I can show it to you after. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's C-F-G. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was learning it for a minute. So, ooh, should I play that? Yeah, you want to play that? Yeah, yeah, we could play that. We both love Guy Guy Clark. Oh, 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 oh I thought you were going to play no, it no, for oh, me. Oh, not, I know how to do that. I don't know all the words. Oh, uh, that's a hard one. She, no, yeah. no, well, it's, it's it's I thought it would be really cool if I played that, like, no, I'm going to bring it up it. on Spotify just, oh, right, yeah. just so people know who who we are. Oh, it's a great one. Who we are talking about? Actually, no, I have it. I have everything. Mm-hmm. Guy Clark's done in my house. Also, Steve Roll just put out a really good um, Guy Clark covers album. Yes, yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Roll did put out mm-hmm. a good Guy Clark covers album. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, you can yeah. be the originals. I mean, yeah, then. Steve Roll do- can't do wrong for me though. I just I love his voice. <laughs> Comforting. I, I like Steve Earl. I think he's a fantastic writer. Mm-hmm. The the thing I had with uh, with Guy mm-hmm. was that it was um, good versions of great songs. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas with Guy does them, they're great versions of great yeah, songs. Yeah, of course. I feel the same way about his Towns one. Yeah. Or more so about the Towns one. Yes, yes. I could have done Let's see. How do I even bring the... Oh, I know how to do it. Okay, <laughs> no, no. Well, well, well. So he has anyway. two laptops and... Uh, I, um, <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> doesn't know how to work. No, I know. I don't know how to work anything. This is like the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by really cool gadgets. Yeah, and I They are it. really cool. It, it makes me feel. But the reason, anyway, I brought Guy Clark up is because um, he he had this very strict thing. Um, he was very... I interviewed him a few times. Mm. And um, he used to say very, very firmly that part of the songwriter, you know, he would spend... Uh, uh, months and sometimes years refining songs over time. And sometimes mm. he'd come up with a song immediately, but, but generally he, he took his time. Um, and he uh, he said very categorically, 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 <laughs> that, um, that part of the songwriting process, uh, of an extremely important part of the songwriting process, was going out and playing it to people in mm. the air. Oh, yes, yeah. Not once, but just he, he kept mm-hmm. so so he'd write songs and he just taught them and he'd go around. Yeah. Uh, he played to his friends. He I mean he used to have a lot of guitar pulls at his house. He was mm-hmm. always playing music right. with his friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's Heartworm Highway. 
Oh, you saw. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't get better. <laughs> it does not get. Hot water high it. Let him. Oh, God. Never mind. Uh, let, what is it? Let him roll, right? I'm looking for let him roll. Ah, there it is. Uh, okay, so this actually is a true story. Oh, I don't know anything about this oh, one. Okay, so him and Towns used to play in this bar in uh, Houston. And there used to be this guy called Sinbad. They used to call him Sinbad, who was kind of... A comedian? No, 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 long before. No, he was just like a ho- homeless guy, a little bit of a hustler. He was sort of... You know, would hang out for a couple of free drinks and and that sort of thing. He may or may not have worked door from time to time, and and anyway, so uh, so Guy Clark wrote "Let Him Roll" for this character mm. or with this character Sinbad in mind. What's that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> nah, that's all right. I got this one. Okay, ah, you see, perfect. So anyway, Guy Clark wrote wrote uh let it roll for sinbad and we're gonna hear it right now here he is here it is oh hang on <laughs> let me bring that up again I see. Guy Clark's gone silent. He was never like that in life. You know. he, he was quite boisterous in his... <laughs> was he a good hang? <laughs> he was a very good hang. He used, to, uh, he used to... He was very, very dry. He was just like his... He was exactly like his songs. Very dry, very direct, uh, did not mix his words, and would say... Uh, would just say in one word... Um, he would just say, just say in one word, very, very clearly, uh, kind of like a brown paper bag, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, there's very few things that are reliable in this life. Uh, and brown paper bags and Guy Clark's. I love that. This work. Oh, I can't get signal out of this thing. Well, would you play a song and then sure. I'll start messing around with the computers sure. and do I some magic juju dust and uh, pretend I'm... Uh, Pretend I'm Bill Gates or something and get okay. all these things powered up. So what are you going to play for us? Um, I'll play Silver Lining, which is going to be um, the single. Yeah. So we have a we have this full production of this song um, done by this great um, Keith producing and my friend Keith Zenos and then um, this guy Hugh Poole. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The guitar player Hugh Poole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it sounds really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, I got about a dozen questions. But anyway, yeah. go for okay. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, lovely. Okay, Emily Framgen here <laughs> at uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit at Radio Free Brooklyn. You want 
those two singles and then I, I'm doing a crowdfunding thing for the rest of the okay. album so give, give me money yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm talking of which <laughs> <laughs> talking of which by the mm-hmm. way that was Ebony Frame again if you've just mm-hmm. tuned in oh yeah you're about oh well 35 minutes 42 seconds into Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit with uh, I'm Jan Luca I have a show uh, Wednesday 6pm called Sitting with Jan Luca uh, I'm actually available on Instagram Sitting with GT uh, I reply to everything that comes my way. And, uh, oh, and the other thing is, we are also asking for money here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Give the money. <laughs> yeah, because we all do this for nothing. And uh, we all love doing this, and the lights flicker all the time. Everything's uh, tied together uh, with paper clips and chewing gum and rubber bands. And uh, we need to buy more paper clips, chewing gum, and rubber rubber, rubber bands. Um, (laughs) Expensive. They are expensive, but we are on shoestring budgets. Mm. Um, We also have community programs like uh, uh, teaching teens um, radio literacy and media literacy. And so it is a five. Oh, I always get. Well, how does this go, Emily? 501c3k? What? 5013Ks, when you get your money back oh. from Uncle Sam. What's it called? 501C3K. I have no idea. Something. I get it wrong because Uncle Sam doesn't give me a dang thing. Mm. Um, so, anyway, there are a whole ways on the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com website to uh, 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 to drop a couple of coins in the bucket. Yeah. Nothing too small. Mm-hmm. Nothing too big, definitely. <laughs> no limit. There's no limit. 
There is no limit. Well, I'm going to, and we'll mention your crowdfunding. Yes, we've yes. Got, we've got some time I before the end. Um, so that song that you just sang, mm -hmm. so you mentioned Hugh Poole, mm -hmm. who's, who's like a very big dude. He's like really Mississippi, loud Mississippi blues. I haven't seen him for mm -hmm. many years. Um, what did he do on the record? He, so he has a studio at Excello. Okay. Oh, he um, and yeah, um, so he engineered it. He plays guitar. Um, my, he's um, in my friend Lorraine Lucky's band. So I got her whole band for this single. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, him and uh, my friend Keith Zenos, well, Keith primarily produced it, and then Hugh had a big hand in it. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's a it's a rockin'. Ooh. Number. I'm really excited to put it out, and we're going to do a video for it. Oh, wow, fantastic. All the things. Excello, do you, do you know the reference to what that is? Shoot. Is, no. Well, let me see if I'm getting... Huh? Do I? Well, well, let me see if I've got the spelling right. Is it spelled E-X-C-E-L-L-O? Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, Excello Records was a small record label uh, in the South, uh, very small, on which the great uh, Slim Harpo, oh, blues, okay. Louisiana blues musician, uh, was on. Mm. Oh, he did all his best stuff on Exodo Records. Oh, okay. And Hugh Poole is a big blues nut. I get so. it now. Ah, there you go. What a great <laughs> name for us. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I'm going to go record something just because I like the name of the... Mm -hmm. It's a great <laughs> studio, too. And then we recorded um, our second one at Figure 8 okay. in um, Red Sky. Um, all right. And that... Uh, that one's a really good um, other side of the coin. It's, it's more intimate. And oh. I would like to actually play that track. I think we yeah. can. Um, I emailed it to I don't know if that's going to be annoying to pull up. But pull up on the email? No, I could do that you. completely, yeah. Okay. Um, just, so uh, we kind of bigged up Guy Clark, and then right. I didn't yeah, play Guy Clark. So. I know. We have to <laughs> So I'm going to play the short up, song so. anyway, yeah. And then we'll talk some more. We can play mm -hmm. that. That one. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so Guy Clark. So him and Towns Van Zandt used to work this bar in Houston, and one of the characters was just Sinbad, who was kind of a homeless sort of odd job, the door sometimes. I mean, he tells us the whole story from beginning to end, and uh, some of it's true. Is what it, what or he always used to say when he'd write these types of vignettes was could have been true. Anyway, here's the great Guy Clark, and. <laughs> Let him roll. Brown paper bag. Yes.
is the master right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do that. Yeah. Oof, I quit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It, it, he's really, um, for songwriters, Guy Clark's either really inspiring or just really terrifying. If you, I write songs too, and I, when I, I, I listen to Guy Clark, I never want to write another word. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's one of the songs like that where they're all where yeah. There's that. Why would I even? Why even bother? <laughs> why would I even bother to write anything when? Because I'm sure Guy had his people like that. So you know, Guy wrote, wrote many rotten songs, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and I remember talking to him about that. And he says, yeah, he listens back to some of his old songs and he doesn't like them. And yeah. and there's a couple he wrote for other people that that I remember calling him out. Not calling because they were actually really good. They just yeah. weren't great like his other right. ones. I'm uh, not big on L.A. Freeway. I don't think it's... L.A. Freeway? Uh, uh, well, he did better. Yeah. Uh, he did better. But um, let me think what I think about that. No, I mean, he did better. It was uh, it was just a biographical truth of the bone story as it happened. It's right, quite a right. sort of, you know, A, B, C. Anyway, talk amongst yourself. Listen. Oh, we got people listening in on us. Oh, really? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Sorry. So Guy Clark, ladies and gentlemen, look him up if you want to get mm-hmm. seriously moved by some really mm-hmm. deep... Um, very simple writing because Guy Clark did not do filigree. He was, uh, like I say, brown paper bag. Uh, what t- kind of bag would I be? Oh God! You know, I don't know. I would have, I, I would have said, um, oh, okay. Well, this kind of ties in with Doctor Lisa gives a shit show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see, I would have thought by listening to you, somewhat like a a, a delicate type of bag, um, <laughs> like with, but but. No, but but okay, I have to redefine it because now you just told me that you're ve- that you can write something in the morning and sing it on mic mm-hmm. uh, three sure. hours or two hours or however many hours or minutes after you write, which I find extremely brave. I w- yeah, I was trying to be brave and impressive. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to sort of redefine the type of bag you are, and okay. and, and and say uh, I wouldn't say brown paper bag, but I would mm-hmm. say like a, a slightly. Um, uh, a prettier bag, a lighter bag, but with maybe a couple of studs on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. a, you know, like, uh, yeah, like a, uh, maybe a razor blade in the front, like uh, cool. something like that. Like, get out my way. Like, yeah, yeah I don't uh, I don't blow away in a breeze like mm-hmm. I seem. Because you're right, yeah. the songs are very like delicate it. sounding. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but then you're writing something and just playing it on on air, mm-hmm. uh, uh, very little after you've written it, without even knowing that if I you particularly know. remember it. I, yeah, I thought yeah. I was gonna do worse. So that's Thank quite. You. I like that. Yeah. All right, what cool. kind of bag would you be? What would a bag would I be? I don't know. I hope not a plastic bag. Nobody wants to be a plastic. Yeah, I don't bag. want to be a plastic bag. Well, you know what? I would love to be a, a brown paper bag, mm-hmm. but that's taken by brown, Guy Clark. So what's the what's that? <laughs> what's the best? What's the next thing down? What's the next coolest thing than the brown paper bag? Um, wh- yeah. What about one of those paper bags that you get the little crunchy things in with hot and sour soup at a Chinese? Place? I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My dream would be that to be a Guy Clark brown paper bag, but that's okay. very, very... We'll get there someday. Yeah, well, in your case, perhaps, in my no, in, no. in my case, uh, I don't know about that. But 
you're so you're quite brave just jumping up with things that you don't do. Do you have an improvisational background? No, I'm just okay. really unprepared. A lot. I'm so all all over the place, and um, so I just kind of I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing today. All right. <laughs> I tend to not prepare enough. Okay. Um, but yes, so I do like when things are spontaneous. I yeah. do like a spontaneity too. Okay. No, so I mean that is improvisational. I mean it's not official like mm-hmm. on stage improv or like. I would never do improv. No, but <laughs> that's that is a bit of <laughs> Well, I plan on doing improv. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. No, I plan on doing improv. <laughs> but um, no, but uh, but life, but you improv mm-hmm. in life, it seems. Yeah, you gotta just kind of throw yourself in there and. All right, so if someone calls you up Not and says, it. you want to come along to this, and you go, mm-hmm. fine, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how I am. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. used to be, but over, okay. over, over the past couple of years, I've just been, you know, saying yes to things, and it works out. So you don't have to be hugely prepared for you to for you to be comfortable, right? Right, and but it's it's just gotten more that way because I've been, I had a um, weekly show at Knitting Factory for yeah. a couple oh, of no um, way, go on. Yeah. So I played every week, oh. and that really was excellent training oh. for everything. When, it got when, me so much better. When, for how long, and your songs or what? Yeah, well, I booked it, too, so it was called Americana Monday. It was um, about three years. It bounced around. It was, like, at the, pla- the their restaurant next door, then there, then somewhere else, then there. Um, it ended mm, probably, like, nine months ago. Okay. I have a very bad grasp of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. It was about three years every week. So wow. Um, just you with yourself or with guests? Or um, I I would book it, um, which was kind of stressful doing that every uh-huh. week. Um, I would book it and I would play, and a lot of times, my me doing a set was an afterthought. Um, uh, which which was good training, kind of just kind of yeah. just treat it like a job and not over. If you have just like one show every. Now and then you way overthink it and put so much pressure on it like anything else. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it was really good training on, um, yeah, so now I can kind of, like, I think I would have been way more nervous in this kind of situation a couple of years ago. But if you're doing it every week for three years, mm-hmm. uh, how was, how, how were, how was your playing or um, singing or presentation different after three years than it was in mm. your first month? Uh, Oh, way better. I, I became way better to um, get a message across, like, mm-hmm. um, to know how to, you know, what works performance-wise. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just getting, being more comfortable. Okay. And, um, yeah, I used, uh, yeah, I've improved so much just over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. just, you know, it's good to just get out there. Yeah, because you have to, uh, if you're not playing in front of people, mm-hmm. like what we were talking right. about, Guy Clark, mm-hmm. having said. Um, and what, uh, so, so do you, did you, how did you handle hecklers if you had anything before, if you had any hecklers, and how mm-hmm. do you handle them now if you have any You hecklers? know, I feel like I, I haven't had hecklers, oh. um, and that's, I think it would be, it would be good if I did, yeah, when I people them. thought, yeah, I think, I don't like being seen as this, like, delicate mm-hmm. little girl, you know, who needs coddling. Yeah. Um, so I would prefer that. I do, uh, I host the open mic at Pete's sometimes, though, uh-huh. at Pete's Candy Store. Oh. So I have had, like, just to deal with some gruff there. Yeah. So I've, um, yeah, you know, I sass them. Mm-hmm. I like to sass people. You got Um, 
Yeah, I say, I don't go to Arby's and tell you how to do your job. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a good one. Uh, when, when is your... I love hecklers, by the way. I absolutely <laughs> love hecklers. Yeah. Uh, certain artists, I used to go and see Roy Harper uh, play, and he always had the best hecklers around. Yeah, why did he have... <laughs> what were they saying? Um, well, I remember um, uh, one, he sang a really beautiful, delicate song. <laughs> and it, he has a beautiful voice, mm. him on acoustic guitar. Uh, Roy Harper was a guy, there's a Led Zeppelin song called Hats Off to Harper, and that's the mm. Roy Harper. He was sort mm-hmm. of a 60s acid. I know okay. Roy Harper. Oh, oh, you know? Okay, cool. So so he sang this really beautiful, and, all, and he was always really very high, and it, people these days <laughs> were also really very, very high. That's cool. And um, so he sang this very beautiful, delicate, gorgeous song, and it was so sweet. And he, he has a voice that was like butterfly wings, and it was really heartfelt. Someone at the back yells, Cheer up, Roy! Oh my God, that, I would be so mad. No, not at all. He <laughs> loved it. He loved it. He loved it. I, I mean, they it. were all people. They were all repeat offenders. And you heckled Roy, and Roy just loved it. <laughs> it was funny. He, he, he'd like he'd pass him beers That's on great. the stage and and That's everything. Good. Well, one time, uh, one time the cat where he was playing in a pub, and the cash till was going, and uh, and uh, and Roy said. Yeah, that cash still going in and now it really is bothering me. And the landlord of the bar said, well, it's not bothering me. And everyone burst into hysterical. Well, one time, one time he, he has a song called One of Those Days in England. And they have a long introduction. And, uh, and then he sings the musical. The introduction is about a minute and a half long, right? Starts every Wednesday morning about the hour of 10, right? Anyway, so he starts playing the first call. And then he, this is actually in the theater. Someone in the very back starts singing, starts screaming, because it's, it's spoken the first minute, starts screaming from the back, the opening line. And Roy Harper played all the chords while this guy <laughs> at the back screamed the first minute of the song. That's great. <laughs> and then Roy Harper took over and played the rest of the you song. you got to be likable. Absolutely. No, you got to handle that stuff. Like Ryan Adams kicks people out. Oh, kicked out. Do you know? I'm sorry, I'm doing all the talking. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Do you know the story behind that? He he doesn't do it regularly, but Uh, he did it. I've heard a few. I've heard a few. You've heard a few. Um, Was was you? You showed. I mean, I I remember reading a thing in Uncut magazine, like in 2000, (laughs) where somebody was he got somebody was doing the summer of '69 thing, and then he's like, "Why don't you go home and watch Friends?" (laughs) And and he got them kicked. I I remember. Because that was when he was first coming out, and he, I think he's pretty like he doesn't have a good sense of humor. About no, it. he has a terrible sense yeah. of humor. Um, um, my <laughs> uh, so I, I on this show sitting on my other show sitting with Jan Luca, mm-hmm. Radio Free Brooklyn, six p.m. <laughs> Check it out, guys. <laughs> Instagram. They need with rubber GT. bands. Uh, they need. Yeah, we need rubber bands. But anyway, uh, uh, Robbie Folks uh, was was a guest of of my show and uh, so Robbie Folks is a singer songwriter really really amazing great songwriter anyway so he put a, 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 a um, uh, what do you call it um, a thing on so okay so Ryan Adams this is what happened Ryan mm-hmm. Adams someone yells out uh, for a Brian Adams song for summer of 69 Ryan Adams stopped the show and would not carry on until the guy left and actually Ryan <laughs> Ryan Adams got the guy to come up front gave him his whatever, oh I think 20 bucks at the time. He's petty. He's really, a very, petty very man. Petty. <laughs> so Robbie Fultz, being a funny mofo, puts a thing on his website saying, if anyone at all gets thrown out of a Ryan Adams show, 
for for yelling for a Brian Adams song, send me an email. I will reimburse you the ticket in merchandise. <laughs> That's all Robbie Fultz. That'd be a weird kind of trade off though, and then you have Robbie Fultz merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not better. <laughs> So you kind of put an APB. Anyway, time has run. Oh, no. Um, time flies so, and we have So, no, let, let's finish then with uh, kick. Were well, you saying you're doing a bar fundraising yourself? Yes. Let's finish with that and play, All right, play yes, something I'm of your I'm producing a fantastic album with my good friend Keith Zenos. Um, uh, we've got uh, Silver Lining and this song Flower Weed, which we, um, is finished. I'm very proud of it. We got about eight more of these hits. Ooh. And we're going to want some help making it and my release shows at knitting factory on june 24th oh fantastic all right well emily framgen thank you so much thank you it's been super fun yeah no, it has been cool if you have just tuned in you've just missed sitting with those Screw you. Yeah, if you've just tuned in you miss where have you been you missed yeah. lisa gives a shit i have been jan luca i really do give a shit if you want more of me Wednesday, 6 p.m. with Sitting with Gianluca or Instagram at Sitting with GT. We're going to finish off with Silver Lining. I'm on Instagram, too. Oh, oh what's your Instagram? I'm sorry. Tell oh, me. Emily Fremgen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Fremgen spelt? Fremgen. F-R-E-M-B-G-E-N. All righty. I've got two things playing here. Let me see. What's this? <laughs> oh, okay. It's all right. I know what I'm doing. I think I know I have what no I'm doubt. Doing. Well, you should have that. Okay, let's get this right. <laughs> this is Guy Clark again. Oh, oh I love cool. this one. The Everly Brothers covered that song. Okay, here it is. Silver Lining. Oh, Flower Weed. Is that what it is? No, I'm playing Silver. Oh, you want to play Flower Weed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do I this like professionals. Yeah, let's do this we're like professionals. Me. Yeah, we're pros. Emily Framgen. <laughs> Silver. <laughs> oh, was that loud? Yeah, Flower Weed. Flower Weed. I just renamed your single for you. (laughs) Flower Weed.